to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 130 of the 26th of February, 2010. Hi, Ian. How are you going, James? I'm not so bad at all. I'm uh, doing pretty well, in fact. Have you got any sunshine where you are? I've actually got some blue sky at the moment, which in London is a, a very rare thing okay, right well, now. Don't make me turn my head because it'll make the microphone ruffle. <laughs> so uh, uh, here I am strapped into my electric chair. Yep, don't move too um, fast. I won't move too fast, but I believe there is a, a, there's the odd flitter of sunshine out there, but I haven't, mm. uh, I haven't cycled in today. I've followed the mantra for my... My mode, my cycle manual, which said, "Can I cycle in the rain?" And it says, "Why would you want to?" <laughs> it actually of, says that. <laughs> it does. Yes. <laughs> so I, I've taken that advice. Anyway, we'll move on with the podcast. We're not here to talk about pleasantries and stuff. It's about serious stuff: business, technology, content delivery, and uh, stuff that's happening in mobile and gaming world. And not a lot of other today, but normally there's something funny comes up anyway. Yep. So there we go. So ready for the half hour ramble? Let's go. Indeed. So uh, Walmart. Yes, Walmart, that big kind of um, seller of stuff. Um, obviously, Asda over here in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. um, has, and I think they're one of the largest retailers of certainly packaged media. Absolutely. Um, I think they're, they're definitely up there. If, if you ignore Apple being uh, a retailer of music, then yes. uh, I think Walmart are pretty much number one, aren't they? They are pretty much number one, I think. Mm-hmm. And maybe, well, maybe Amazon might be up there as well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly the, the, the largest bricks and mortar uh, guys. And the news is they've bought Voodoo, V-U-D-U. Now, we've covered many of these kind of streaming services. Mm. Uh, I must confess, Voodoo wasn't one that stuck in my mind. No, it is, I think, one of the, it's a, only three years old. It's one of the smaller online mm-hmm. content providers. Um, and... They are sort of. I've heard some follow-up news to this. Actually, they've they did uh, they had a porno channel, which is uh, the mm-hmm. first thing Walmart did was pull that one. Uh, and <laughs> I would have so to speak. So, yeah. um, and there's been mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's been a little porno stuff in the news, dropping it from the Apple Store and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so basically they they bought this, and I think the main catch here is that it comes preloaded with all sorts of content, right. uh, and it's it's 1080p HD, uh, Dolby surround that's, that's sound. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the article, it says, while Voodoo may be the smallest of the bunch, uh, comparing there, I mean, there's quite a few competitors. They're saying there's Amazon On Demand, there's Blockbuster, Cinema Now, Netflix. Hmm. Uh, But it it does offer the best video experience delivering 1080p HD with Dolby 5.1 surround sound. And I mean, they've got 16,000 movies, which I don't know, it doesn't sound like, it's not bad, Um, doesn't sound too bad. And they've got like apps and stuff. And I guess what they'll probably do is, is roll this into their kind of um, own branded products mm. so you know in the same way that everyone else and his dog has got a kind of a button for online content mm-hmm. Walmart is going to have a, a button and you'll be able to go to Voodoo or the Walmart store or whatever they call it nice um, and they do obviously apps as well we've got in the show notes you'll see you know Daily Motion Twitter Pandora Picasso all the stuff so that's uh, you know Shows that Walmart's well, taking online media delivery that's seriously. Pretty cool. Now it, it, it's it's a streaming service, so there's no hardware. Is that right? That's well. There's no. Yeah, it's box. a streaming. It's an internet-based service. So yeah. it's a, it yeah. uses a browser. Yeah. So. Okay, so you just uh, log on to your PC and yeah, watch the movies. Okay. I guess, but you see, you'll need some kind of browser. But essentially, I, I guess it's. I don't know if it's using Windows Media mm-hmm. or 
Adobe, but um, you know, it's pretty good. I haven't used it. I think it is only US centric. So yeah, we'll wait and see what happens outside. Nice. Well, it'll be interesting to see how uh, what more Walmart do with that. Do Walmart? They, I presume they do kind of home delivery stuff. Uh, Don't know. But uh, do know. Interesting. I think they do. You can buy, you know, everything, guns and ammo to sort of cars, I think. So why not get a bit of video? And maybe, and obviously they've got their finger on the pulse of packaged media sales. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're so talking later on about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. That's so, great. Um, technology news. A um, couple of things here. I guess principally in the UK about Virgin Media, which is the cable company, the national cable company, I guess, in the mm-hmm. UK. Um is going to be bringing fiber to the home or fiber to the curb or whatever it's called, but basically 100 megabits per second broadband. Nice. That's fantastic. Like is, 100, uh, 100 megs, that's, that's not a bad little... Uh, but they're currently off of 50 megabits. <laughs> Even 50 is not bad. Yeah, I mean, for those of us who are sort of information poor, one is good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, again, this is like the headline number, but I'm not yeah. sure everyone would get it. Because, again... Well, you would think it would be a better chance of it. If you've got fiber running everywhere, then you really do have virtually unlimited bandwidth to yeah, the point of fiber termination. But you don't have fiber running everywhere. That's the problem. Well, how far does it go? That's the question. Well, I mean, it comes up to the cable cabinet, but then you've got to get it into someone's home, typically. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, once you're, once you're in the cabinet, then you could do you could do Ethernet, you could do video Yeah, cell. I guess you could do um, 100 base T, I suppose, uh, Ethernet to the home. Nice. Um, so, yeah, anyway, it's good. And uh, I think there's also, I was listening on um, Twit's podcast, if you listened to that mm-hmm. one at all, they were talking about uh, Google's putting out, so they've got like a Google tender for mm-hmm. super broadband where they're going to offer a gigabit to the home. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> but to small communities, because they've got all the dark fiber and they've got their data right. centers. So they're saying, we're, you know, if you want it in your community, go to this form and fill it in and tell us why you should have it. And then cool. do some trials. I have to do year. that. I mean, quite what you're going to do with gigabit Ethernet. Um, uh, I guess that's, that's, that's clearly my gaming problem, James. Like, <laughs> the reason why I keep losing is because I don't have gigabit Ethernet. So. That'll be, I think it's your ping time, Ian. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, well, that's very right. exciting. I think uh, it's about time we kind of got this yeah. uh, bandwidth kicked off again because uh, uh, in the UK, it's been a bit slow for a while now. Um, well, they're talking about taxes, aren't they, to get everyone having broadband? And, you know, the, I think that's in, is that the, in the US or the UK or both? In the UK, no, they're thinking of adding yeah. uh, like a 50 pence, I don't know if it's per month or something, to the line yeah. rental to fund people getting it. But it, I mean, there are still people with no broadband, so... Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. your broadband is kind of banned with kind of mind, mildly kind of broadish. <laughs> it's uh, not so narrow. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's purely provisioning. I mean, I know, mm. I mean, I can get pure eight megabits to my exchange. It's purely okay. rate shaping and right. the fact that the, you know, the, the pipes are too full. Yeah. If that's a, you know, well, that, technical I think, analysis. I think that'd be great. I, th- I mean, I keep saying this, if you get uh, a large quantity of broadband into a community, then you can really change the way people do business. Uh, you can definitely change the way. But at the moment, interact. it comes to the stage where you know, if too many people start using it, service is affected, and you get a sort of a, you get a problem. So I mean, that's mm. the same thing we've seen with you know smartphone deployments when lots of people start using them. Oh, it doesn't work. Or if you know, yeah, yeah, with your mobile TV experience, I mean, it works. <laughs> but yeah. if, if someone else on yeah. the node tries to do it as well, bang, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I mean, my, I think 100 megabits is kind of a bit over the top. 10 reliably would be great but you really need 50 plus to to be able to do hd plus a few other things you know if you want to watch two hd channels you need at least 50 megabits to the home 
Mm. Uh, yeah, so or if you want to stream your internal um, stuff out of the home. Out of the home, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it's, I guess this isn't uh, symmetric. This is uh, asymmetric. Yeah. So again, what are you going to get coming out of the home? Yeah, who no. cares? It's like... When you need something, you need actually something reasonable to actually start to actually get the 100 megabits down, surprisingly mm. enough, but um, it doesn't need to be too much. Well, right. depends, and also, it depends where you're getting it from as well. Unless it's been cached locally, you ain't going to get 100 megabits. Yeah, exactly. Because so. no one mm. has 100 megabits at the other end. Yeah. Well, I had a call from BT uh, yet again today. They call uh-huh. me pretty much every week and see if I want to exchange my 16 megabit connection for a 7 megabit connection. What? And I say no. Um, but thanks for calling this week again. It's nice to chat. How's Why things? do they want to downgrade you? <laughs> well, they want to sell their service as opposed to the, the B service that I'm on. You oh, see. the B, yeah. yeah the so B is the one from, um, isn't it Vodafone? Yeah, it's owned by somebody. Vodafone or O2 or something yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, and, but they still don't have this, they're, they're just starting to roll out this Infinity service and uh, I keep saying, just call me back when you have the Infinity service. And they go, what's that? Yeah. And you go, oh. yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Shall I explain your products to you? Uh, and the, the, the call center person was very helpful. She said, uh, well, I can see the people over the partition that are actually calling out about Infinity, but I can't actually transfer you. So you'll just have to wait. I'm sure you're on the list. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> you right. guys called pretty reliably. It'll be okay. <laughs> there we so, go. All we'll the see. bots do, the botnet. Um, so the other news we've got is, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. is this, um, I guess, remote storage DVR that Cablevision, um, mm. one of the franchise cable operators in the New York area, is looking to roll out where you don't have a hard disk in your home. You rely on a kind of a server farm of yep. allocated disk space and they yep. use the bi-directional cable network to essentially, you have a remote storage DVR. Yeah, and, and essentially turns all your DVR recordings into a VOD service effectively. Yeah, but I guess you've still got live pause and things like that. So, um, mm. and there were all these studios sort of jumped up in the air and said, oh, no, you've not got to pay more. You haven't paid for a remote storage DVR. Mm. Um, thrown out of court and they're, they're going ahead and they've said they're going to uh, launch it in April, so just uh, a couple of months from now. Uh, other cable companies are watching quite interestedly, like Comcast and Time Warner, the two other biggies in, uh, or Comcast is the biggest. I think Comcast have um, changed their name as well, actually, to uh, Infinity or something. Mm-hmm. Infinicast or something. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're trying to watch this because obviously they can save quite a lot of money because they don't have to do a truck roll to deliver a box. Oh, it's, a, it's a fantastic uh, technology solution to... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I- ignoring the business aspects for the moment, not having to deploy another hard disk, another box. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's everyone's a winner really, aren't they? Yeah, environmentally, power-wise, mm. every way you can think of, it's a better service. I so. just hope that it is actually as effective as a... As a yeah, sort of in-home DVR, works. that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you should get backups, shouldn't lose your data, yeah, all sorts of things. And but yeah. I guess then they can, you, you never run out of disk space. You just buy more, all this kind yep. of stuff. So yep. instant upgrading, so to speak. Yeah. God, why haven't we done it before? <laughs> I know exactly. I mean, I've convinced my, myself. <laughs> my Sky Plus box has been pretty reliable for the last couple of years. But mm. um, as we've discussed before, I've, I went through two of them before I finally got one that actually kind of stuck. Ooh. I just had a bad run of luck there and. And every time you lose all your content and there's, you can't back it up. So once it's gone, it's gone. So. I harvested a 160 gig drive from uh, an old pay TV service providers box that I took to the, to the dump last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, just about to throw it away. And I thought, hang on, there's going to be a disc in here. Opened up. Sure enough. <laughs> nice one. And it's interesting file structure. Um, mm. They had three partitions on it. One was, it was a Microsoft TV based one. So it had uh, all right. A big uh, Microsoft TV stack in one sector, mm-hmm. and there were some large one gig chunky files with which clearly had the 
the obfuscated directory in. Right. Um, and then some spare space. It was a little bit interesting. But anyway, obviously I raised that. Um, so that's Good cool. Um, other... <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, I'm going to move this Animoto story to the other stuff because it's not really content, Good plan. to be honest. Um, I thought an interesting product I got emailed about from those clever people at Elgato mm-hmm. uh, is a home network video box which receives digital TV with two tuners and attaches to your home network and then will basically stream the video over your home network to a Mac or a PC and you, with a client you can use it as a TV viewing device, uh, hey, DVR, really cool. whatever. With, but it's, uh, it, and it obviously it doesn't say you can do it, but I guess you could pretty easily mm-hmm. just recompress it and chuck it out over the internet as well. Well, that's fantastic. So you've got basically a dual tuner DVR on your home network, but it's shared between all your wherever you want to consume it. Oh, that's nice because I mean we've we've been fighting for this kind of uh, all your content anywhere, mm. whenever you want it, kind of idea for for some years now, and it's nice to see. Someone actually kind of, uh, it's actually to the point of delivering at least. A yeah, I guess it's like a, it is like a kind of network, a set-top box with an IP output. Mm. Um, I was a bit disappointed it didn't seem to have the latest DVB-T2 standard on it, so mm. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure it would be compatible with full HD, although it does say it's it is. full HD, what does that mean? Well, 1080, <laughs> that's just 1080p, isn't it? 1080p, Yeah, 60. but it doesn't mean it's going to receive it in the first place. No, exactly, it, so. it can't receive it, but it can... Mm. I don't quite know what they're on <laughs> about. Maybe scale or something. With something. But I'm sure it can obviously share your other content via um, UPnP and Bonjour and stuff right now. Oh, that's but, fantastic. Uh, so it effectively, like, it's like a sling box and a set-top box, a digital terrestrial set-top box in the one Yeah, in one, one, in one unit. So um, not that cheap, my yeah, dude. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think it looked quite interesting. Mm. Um, so it actually uses the internet connection to download the program guide data. So it does yes, actually use... Yeah, yeah. and we'll serve that there. up as well, I think, with the... Uh, with it so you get contextual information so mm-hmm. no, it looks like quite an interesting product I'm sure there'll be others I'm sure there are others indeed so we're not we're not endorsing Very this cool. by any means um, we we touched earlier on didn't we on the notion of music sales going down and people mm. buying things online I mm. guess the, the news this week is Apple has sold their 10 billionth song on iTunes or I don't know song but it's billion. product or something yeah, it's um, so um this story is basically saying, oh, um, 23 million fewer people bought music in mm. 2009 versus 2007. Well, um, does that mean CDs or music generally or? Any kind. It's saying. Oh, wow. Okay. CD so, or online, I guess. Um, I mean, I can understand that though. I mean, there was a big recession in 2009, as I recall, and you mm. know, everyone's going, well, I might lose my job. I won't buy that CD today. Um, yeah. So that might have something to do with it, I would have thought. Yeah, let's go. You know, but it's also saying it's peer-to-peer sharing. That was down as well. Mm. Um, and it, it, I guess it's basically people are not swapping CDs for online purchases. What are they doing? I don't know. They're just not They're just not music. doing it. Um, quite how they measure all this stuff as well. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I think well, I guess they, to... maybe it's easier to share music and people think it's legal because mm-hmm. they're unencrypted MP3s. You can just share and copy um, but you know, clearly, I think the music businesses are going through a bit of a bit of change. Bit of challenging time, yeah. Mm. But I mean, I, I mean, I bought a CD recently, only like a physical one. Yeah, a real one. Yeah. Wow, I haven't seen one of those in years. <laughs> I did first thing I did when I got it was rip it. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> so you played on your iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. But it's it good. Um, so I think that's kind of a, an interesting. Uh, mm. 
It is interesting. I think um, the way, I mean, I don't think anyone's, uh, uh, one of the things I think is actually happening is that people are spending less time buying music and more time interacting with each other in social media and uh, on the internet generally uh, than what they were doing before. Because, you know, we need to be doing, everyone's doing something with their time all the time. So where are they going? Yeah, that's true. You can't uh, make more music time, can you? I mean, mm. and, and obviously it'd be fairly daft to buy music and not listen to it. Yeah, and we've also seen the rise of uh, services like Last FM and Pandora, where essentially yep. you're fed music like a radio station, but music that you actually like. Um, yeah, so that so, maybe if yeah. you're always connected, that's maybe is going to cannibalise some of those music sales. Yeah, but, I, I mean, mean, it would make sense. Wouldn't it? I know, I know, it seems uh, unbelievable now, but there was a day when to actually connect to the internet, you had to do something and use up your phone line and stop at some point so that you could use the phone again, or you might get a phone call. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're kind of. We've got this mental pattern now that the internet's always on, but it wasn't always the case. So we're kind of, mm. we're kind of indeed, catching you know, unless up you're on a three G three G connection, mm-hmm. you're on a mobile device. That's still not the case. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it's true. So yeah, yeah I guess you know the times times there are a changing. Mm-hmm. It is for sure. Um, now I read this story. I know you haven't. This thing about the mobile world. Mm. Uh, this is in the UK. Uh, Orange and T Mobile are mm-hmm. kind of soon to be merged apparently um now orange is owned by france telecom t-mobile mm-hmm. is owned by deutsche telecom um the german uh phone company so Probably that's going to be a bit of a clash of cultures well but it's for the uk market you see because oh, it's okay. a bit of a it's a very competitive market lots of players mm. um but obviously the the people who they're competing against namely i guess uh, o2 telefonica the spanish mobile operator mm-hmm. Um, and Vodafone, Vodafone, I guess, is kind of independent somewhat. Uh, they're going to complain, obviously, because it's anti-competitive, bad for the consumer, all this kind of stuff. Um, so they may try and take them to court in Europe because it will take forever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing. Um, yep. So uh, no, no good deals for consumers kind of anytime soon, I suppose. Mm. Um, just in time for... All you can eat mobile plans to emerge. I guess they'll, uh, well, it's about time because uh, uh, I think you know we're really looking at the point where data needs to be mobile and with us all the time, unlimited data. Um, and I think I think people will pay for it. That's I think it's quite reasonable. It's just the service doesn't really match the prices as yet. And uh, mm. uh, I don't know. It is a bit of a worry that uh, you know once Orange and T-Mobile, T-Mate, T-Mobile go away. Uh, they actually share masts with three, um, which is the the smallest okay. of the UK's operators. Well, three is uh, piggybacking on Orange. I yeah. think that's the thing. I mean, three is a is a VNO, an MVNO. No, 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 they've got their own equipment. That's not what I heard. I went to a conference this week, and the guy was saying really? three operate on our network. Wow. Okay. No, I'm wrong about that then. So, um, so they, they, they not only do they share masts, they share complete back office infrastructure. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. And Virgin Mobile as well is on Orange. So. Mm. So a lot of these things you think you're a different operator, but you're not. I mean, I know Walmart in the UK has their mm. own mobile operation, but that's run on the back of uh, the Vodafone network. And I think the Tesco mm. one is run on the back of T-Mobile, I think. Yeah, it's quite a few. I mean, um, MVNO's are reasonably successful in the UK. It's not not necessarily mm. the case that that's, uh, it works in many markets or even there's been a lot of... A lot of uh, uh, unsuccessful MVNOs even in the UK but uh, yeah, that's interesting okay so that means that 3 is really orange anyway and uh, T-Mobile and Orange joining together so we sort of yeah there's not going to be many operators left are there 
No. So we've got Vodafone, O2, and Orange T-Mobile 3. Yeah. So there's not, mm. not a lot that going on there. Um, so it's basically the Spanish, like if Vodafone's English, which I'm not sure it is, it's headquartered, I think, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got Vodafone, then you've got Spanish, O2, Telefonica, French, France Telecom, Orange, mm. and the German, Deutsche Telekom, T-Mobile. Well, it's so not looking uh, particularly... That's good European open market stuff, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. So we shall see. Anyway, moving swiftly on to gaming. Mm. Um, now you've got a massive stuff here in the show notes about the new nintendo dsi yeah now uh, this is the new ds right with a little camera well, what's the difference with the, DS yeah, the, the, the DSi? dsi came dsi came out a little while ago this is a dsi with um uh, well it's come out in japan already but it's it's a dsi with a bigger screen and a bigger kind of so the dsi there. xl though i mean i'm looking a little picky yep yeah okay there so there's a dsi it's XL. bigger, but it's not. I mean, it's not any different. It's just bigger. a little bigger, and it's it's a little bigger. It's not. I mean, the screen, the resolution is going to be the same for the oh, game. Exactly, like, it's presumably. precisely the same. Same chipset, same mm-hmm. uh, resolution, just a bigger screen, and it does look more usable. Even mm-hmm. in fact, when you're looking at it compared with the uh, the original uh, DSi or the DS, the DS does look rather kind of tiny and and, and toy like almost. So it's yeah. a nice change. Uh, so that's that's uh, good to see that coming out in the UK. So this um, this is a kind of a Nintendo event that's happened, is it? That this report's come uh, from? Yeah, so they're, they're talking about all the stuff that's happening in the world of Nintendo okay. over the next right. year. Um, and they're doing big stuff for the Wii. Yeah. Major stuff. Um, Which... Uh, Super Mario Galaxy will be a new Mario thing. Metroid... Metroid Prime, is it the one? The other? Yeah. I mean, Metroid, Metroid Prime seems to have a fan base, but... Uh, to be honest, I've never actually found one of their games that uh, it, it's the kind of Nintendo uh, first-person first shooter game, yeah, which right, is what with no blood and no fun. Uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's all kind of mechanical, and you know, you it's more puzzle solving than actually shooting things. So oh, I never really. It's know, a first-person puzzler. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Uh, but yeah, Super Mario Galaxy, new version of that, which is great. The first version of that, I almost, I almost actually finished that one, which you know, that's. Uh, that's for me, a lot of, lot of time. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to see they're you know they're still pushing the franchise. It doesn't look like they're actually bringing out a new console anytime. Although there's been a lot of rumours that the next version mm. is going to be HD. Um, it should be about time now. The chipsets are cheap enough that they should be able to manufacture that at the sort of Nintendo price points where you can uh, deliver some uh, you know some new gaming graphics for that kind of that kind of genre. Um, but but I mean, why, if they just, you know, turn these things out cheaper, I mean, they are the, I guess the, I mean, my nieces and stuff just can't keep their hands off their DSs, they're there the whole time, mm. you know, um, and the Wii naturally goes into the same kind of franchise, they haven't done any sort of hookup between using a DS and a Wii together, no. I guess that just gets incredibly complicated, doesn't it really, to, to work that out. Um, yeah, I guess, well, you'd kind of imagine that... Um yeah, especially with the sort of puzzle-based games that you could play it on the Wii for a while, sort of continue the game on the DS, come back home and kind of continue playing it on. You'd think that would be. You'd think there'd be a market well. They both for that got show. the same. Uh, I guess uh, what's the name? The the you know human interaction model that they've. Mm. It's very touchy feely. Um, mm-hmm. What's the word I'm thinking of here? In uh, you normally use the word haptic, but that's I don't the, think the one. They're, that hapt- the one? they're haptic interfaces. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. So mm-hmm. um, they are very haptic. 
so I think you know that's the attraction. But there isn't necessarily you don't necessarily have to have two, and certainly yeah, that's true. And I guess the the DSI has still got those two slots in them. They've got the legacy cartridge slot. For the no, old. the DSI DSI it's gone. So okay, the DS had it. The DSI you can't play your your old Game games. Boy games anymore. Because oh, uh, yeah, the Game Boy sixty four in one cartridges. I remember oh, them well. Those were the days. Yeah, I guess they're too much memory now. But uh, so that's one of the other big differences then. Yep. No uh, support for legacy cartridges. Very um, cool. So it should be quite an exciting year for hmm. Nintendo. And I think I've got a feeling that by the end of the year, I reckon about November, they'll uh, they'll launch a new version of the Wii that's got HD hmm. uh, and some sort of, I, th- I think it'll be more networking based. So I think they're going to okay. do away with all the um, purchasing of games because that just leads to piracy and it's just a complete pain to, to physically handle yeah. that stuff and it'll move to... I also, I mean... Another room of PSP. They might be doing a PSP phone or something. Yeah, there's been a few rumours about that, but... But Sony's, you know, in bed with Ericsson on that, aren't they? With Sony Ericsson, it'd be a bit weird. Yeah. Although I've, you keep hearing rumours that that's not kind of working out, so mm. um, maybe they'll they'll drop that. Could um, be interesting. Yeah, always interesting times in the games and tech world. Uh, now, this other story... Yeah, what I've have seen. you got there, James? Well, um, I don't know where I came across this, but a site called Animoto. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen... Um, I've, in iPhoto on the Mac, they've got quite a good way of doing sort of all nice, really nice kind of slideshows. Right, no, and, I haven't seen that. And it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's, it's like an automated slideshow where it puts your slides to music, mm-hmm. uh, but then makes them. You probably saw if you saw the iPad launch, they yeah. had like one one demo with Star Wars like Origami, where the photos all kind of fold out. Oh yeah, something like that. So I'd imagine, and I haven't had a go of Animoto because I don't actually use Flickr or Picasa very much. Mm-hmm. But if you have a collection of photos on Flickr and C- Picasa, apparently Animoto will create even better slideshows than the Apple sort of iPhoto yeah. version. I mean, ones. I had a look at the uh, the um, demo they have there. That uh, I mean, obviously it's all canned, and the, the people in the pictures are clearly models. They're not normal <laughs> people, by the stretch of imagination. But the actual video was actually pretty cool. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's that's great. It's like graphics so, and animations, and you know, you know. I d- I'm, I'm probably am going to have a go at it, but I have to upload some content. But apparently, it does the the anim- graphics, animation, and even times the transitions to the beat of the music. Oh, and cool. So, although I'm not convinced about that because I know mm-hmm. when I've sort of edited videos and slideshows and things, your brain almost tries to match the transitions to the music anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that, it's kind of a still the music goes really well but I think that's because you want it to go well <laughs> it's another kind of no, mon- monkey brain problem uh-huh. um, you know we want to put so we, everything needs to mm. be in context in our brains so we like to organise things um, so yeah animoto.com yeah it's worth a look it looks very slick so I'm going to mm. pop some stuff up there and see what I can, so can do. see if I can do something cool yes. and have you uh, had a go with your Sugru at all I was, mm. I, yeah. did you see I got into the Sugru Hall of Fame and in the British Design Museum for my Horny uh, goggle hack. <laughs> really? Yeah. Awesome. I'm on the uh, I'm on the list, man. James, that's that's pretty impressive. So, uh, I don't if think my hack is quite so visual. <laughs> it's it's kind of like it stops my Jeep, my uh, Garmin GPS on my bike wobbling around a bit. It's well, like there we go. <laughs> but mine might increase my speed through the water through the hydrodynamic effects of the horns. Is that what you said? That's complete rubbish. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's listed under sport on the Subaru page. So. <laughs> it should be listed under scary or something. Yeah, like and that. I've still got lots of packs of Subaru, so um, do give me a shout if you if you want some. I'm I'm trying to think of things. I have used it. For, I've, I've pimped the doorbell on my house as well, Ooh, so cool. it's more visible with a nice blue tit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big blue nipple. Um, 
So Great. yeah, that's cool. So um, do send us your stories. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, or indeed send us an email Um, but uh, tell your friends listen to us find us on iTunes write a review all that kind of stuff we love to hear from you that's great and uh, thanks for listening in episode 130 we'll catch you next week yeah that's goodbye from me James and goodbye from Ian cheers bye bye